Higgins at LSE Share Talk. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Arthur Mulholland, a Canadian Overseas Petroleum CEO. Um, hello, Arthur. How are you? I'm very good. How are you today? Um, I'm very good, thank you, sir. Um, I'm, I've done a bit of research on you, mate, and you've you've done exceptionally well um, in the industry. And um, I'm seeing here that historically you were the former CEO of Oilex Co. That you yes. grew to a multi-billion pound company before the financial cri crisis ha um, happened. Yeah, I, I, well, I certainly was, and um, you know, as, 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 as people know, it's uh, you know, at the time, uh, 2008, we all we're, all we're all stunned what happened and how quickly it happened in the world, and unfortunately, at Oilexco, we got caught up in a storm that we didn't create. You know, the banks, the banks all ran out of money and and uh, and, and decided they wanted. <laughs> their money yeah yeah but sure. but anyways our you know canadian overseas we started again and i've got the um a core group of people that was with me at uh, at oil Exco and uh, uh rather than focusing our intentions in the uh uk north sea we're focusing our intentions in west africa this time yeah so. I, I wanted to to touch on that you you um regarding the team that you've got involved there Please, yeah. if you could touch on, firstly, just introduce your, yourself and your history and then go into the team, please, Arthur. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a petroleum geologist by, by trade. And, um, you know, I've been working in the industry for uh, 34 uh, years. Yeah. And uh, throughout that time, I've been very, uh, you know, as a, first as a working geologist and as a, you know, as a as started businesses and as a, as a manager, if you want to talk it that way, talk yeah. that way, yeah. and financier. And, um you know, I have opportunities to work started off here in Western Canada because um, I'm t speaking to you from Calgary right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the U.S., um, then, you know, I've looked at things in, of course, Africa, the North Sea, and um, had some experience in the Middle East as well. So we're very well-rounded. Mm -hmm. And um, and then the team I have, you know, a lot of what our secrets to success at, at Oil Exco, um, where we went into, uh, you know, a basin with a, with a fresh look in a, in a fresh set of eyes. Um, but, you know, really, um, utilized, um, um, seismic data and very sophisticated processing of it, um, to, to, uh, to give us an edge, if you want to, so to speak, to, to be able to find oil and, um, certain reservoirs in this world and, uh, uh as well, um, that are oil bearing uh, lend themselves to be able to differentiate between oil and water on seismic data. You know, we've been able to differentiate between gas and, and water yeah. uh, for, for, for a number of years since the seventies, but oil and water is, uh, is something new. So, so let, me, and, let me just ask you a quick question there, Arthur, what, what technologies are you using that's different to, to enable well, you to do well, that? The biggest change has come about and, uh, you know, it's 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 like it's 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 akin to video games. You know, uh, today, you know, if you looked at basic in the in the 80s when Pac-Man came out, it was very primitive. <laughs> yeah. And today, you know, you've got uh, Sony's new PlayStation 4s, mm -hmm. uh, which you look at the graphics and it's almost like you're looking at a at a, a real life or sort of a, almost like a television program. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the same is true, you know, with with seismic data is that in the 90s. There were very um, the only uh, people that could afford, you know, the supercomputers uh, to process seismic data, and these were the same computers that the U.S. Uh, Department of Energy used to design 
and 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 simulate um, you know nuclear weapons, uh, yeah. you know explosions and things. Uh, you know, where are the likes of the of the super majors? And um, but today, um, uh, computing hardware is is very affordable. In fact, it's dirt cheap. Yeah. And I and I use the example of a of a Sony PlayStation Four and. Um, you know they're very powerful, and you probably most of the listeners don't realize that um, you know Sony PlayStation fours, you know, are still embargoed against you know for this for, for export to Iran. Yeah. And the reason being is because you can hook them all up in series mm. and build build yourself a very low cost uh, supercomputer with about a thousand PlayStation fours. Yeah. And um, and so the the. The ability to process the data, you know, is really is what brought brought these techniques to the fore, as well as um, the the computing hardware and the ability to to acquire the data has changed as well. And so these ships that are offshore are um, for seismic acquisition are absolutely massive. So if you take if you take our block um, that we have in the deep water of, of offshore Liberia. Is that you know we're recording? You know the ship was pulling an array, we'll call of hydrophones, just not one streamer, but several streamers, and and the length of the streamer was it was just a little over eight kilometers in length. Yeah, and you couldn't do that in the in in the 90s. And so the net effect of it is is because you can you can record a massive amount of data, and then be able to process it. You can you can you can do things to the seismic data. That you just couldn't do, and and our industry, you know, is about risk risk management. That's yeah. all, all we do. Yeah. You know, it's it would be it would be akin to turning around and saying, you know, we want to reduce and mitigate all the risks that we can, uh, because um, at one time, um, uh, oil exploration, you know, people was used a rule of thumb that the chance of success of finding oil. On a on a, an exploratory well or a wildcat, as we would call it, um, would be one in ten. Yeah. And and today that's not good enough. Uh, we 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 like to get the numbers uh, to you know um, if if you are betting on horses as people like to do in the UK, yeah. You'd sort of say you know nine to four odds, you know, mm-hmm. you know which is two and a half to one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's forty percent, right? Yeah. Fifty yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. So enough, yeah. so re- so so really the. Really, the 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 focus is to say almost to say yes or no, and if you look at the deep water part of the world, like which we're active in off of Liberia with ExxonMobil, yeah, Mobile, yeah. There, 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 you know, there, there really are not not as many dry holes drilled as people think that they are. Now, the question I was going to ask you about that. I'll ask you about yeah, that later. Yeah, go on. Yeah, the the question then is is how do we take this load of experience that we have and target and target something that we think is is uh, and, to, and, to, and to make it all work and that's 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 what makes us a little bit different um, yeah uh, primarily because we have a good team of people and diverse um you know right from reservoir engineers to geophysicists to geologists and all who who look at these things and say you know add add their two cents in or their t- you know so to speak yeah in other words um and and it, and it, and it gives a pretty thorough thorough review yeah. Okay, so 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 you, you, your main asset um, that the company's got is the seventeen percent interest in in, in block LB thirteen in Liberia. Correct. Do you explain a bit more about that and the relationship with um, Exxon Mobil, please? Yeah, well, this would be an example of of uh, what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, 
we we actually um, uh, brought ExxonMobil into the venture, or they became a partner of ours. Um, you know, because given the size of our business, it'd be unlikely that you know they would pick up the telephone and call us and say, <laughs> "How would Indeed. you like to do this opportunity?" Indeed. And uh, and the, and and so so the you know so for a few reasons why um, they're a partner of ours. One is that uh, when we um, negotiated a deal to acquire this asset at the start, is that you know we we did an awful lot of due diligence around it at a level that was acceptable to them. So in other words, we're very thorough in making sure that the 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 history of this asset. In the past, um, there wasn't any shenanigans that went on with it, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And and the second thing is is that is that uh, um, we you know we 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 did a fair amount of work on the seismic data. In other words, we we had a, a brand new three D seismic survey, um, and uh, that we had and uh, worked it up and and said like like you know caused caused us. To, to you know, we, we knew there was something there substantial, and 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 I mean substantial to the point is when I first saw it, and I was the first one of our team to see the the seismic data. I, I literally, as I say, as a figure of speech, you know, fell off the chair. Yeah. What I saw because you you would maybe see something like this, you know, and maybe once in your career, mm-hmm. they were also aware that there was something there special on this block as well, and. Um, but for the first uh, 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 two years, from we entered into a contract with them, an agreement in September of 2011, and up until uh, April of 2012, yeah. uh, when we, when we, um, um, excuse me, April of 2013, yeah. when we uh, finalized uh, a new contract to to govern this block, in other words, a production sharing contract with the government of Liberia. Yeah. is that we worked on the seismic data solely ourselves. And then in April 2013, we gave all the interpretive work that we uh, on the project to Exxon. And um, and they, they when they started to review it, they were absolutely stunned. Brilliant. And they, they said to one of the comments that was made to us, you know, we thought, we thought that we were one of the few companies in the world that did work to this level of sophistication mm-hmm. and were actually... Um, amazed that companies of your size can do it and uh, and that was really a quite a compliment to us it is because they're complimenting yeah. your team and the fact that you've done exactly. such, such great due diligence yeah. and you find you're bringing you bring it you're attempting to bring in a very large pay, payload and you, you're choosing yeah. the very best options open to you you're not going for something that's there's a, there's a 10 or 50 percent chance of coming off you're looking at something that's got a 50 or a 40 percent chance of coming off yeah yeah and and I think that that's and that's really you know and that's really the key as well as, you know, that they're, um, as you can imagine, um, you know, they've been in business uh, a long time. <laughs> and, their, and, the, and their reputation mm. is something that they hold uh, quite dearly. Yeah. And so, um, you know, to, to, for us to be a partner of theirs is, is also confirmation that we, you know, we realize and I realize that, that having this relationship is very, is very uh, critical and important. And um, we're, you know, we're we're just as much as part of their team as they are as ours because yeah. we want to make sure that that um, you know that uh, uh, we 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 maintain that that very good relationships that we have with the government involved, 
and between ourselves. Of, yeah. of course, and and yeah. the, the the amount of money that um, Exxon have farmed in for and invested or yeah. going to invest well, in the well, drills. Well, we we well we have, and I'll and I'll start. We have um, invested Canadian overseas in this project. We've we've invested just a little bit um, uh, of of what I call hard dollars. Yeah, um, and that's it. You know, not in, in counting our overheads. Yeah, but uh, just a little more than twenty five million dollars in this. Yeah, Exxon uh, to date has uh, north of 160 million invested in in the project yeah and that's dollars and of course that's dollars yeah. yeah and and our um our uh, deal with them is that they were carried for all costs until um uh, they spend 120 million dollars gross on drilling now our carry started in april of 2013 so for example They've done a lot of their own proprietary work on the seismic data yep. uh, from a different approach than the work that we did, and it's come up with the same ex- exact yep. um, uh, and very similar interpretation. Yep. I say the same interpretation. So they're just the cl- same they're just result. Cl- yeah, they're just clarifying and making sure so, that the, the money that they're spending is worthwhile. E- yep. Exactly. So what so what it okay. again does is mitigates risk. Okay. Of course. Because it says yep. we, 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 we've approached a different solution and we've come up the same Seems answer. Brilliant. And, and, and so, so the, you know, that work is, is very costly to do. And, you know, they've got a team of scientists working on this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that costs money as well. So, so we've yet to drill a well. And um, now the, the, this well, the first well on this, on this uh, uh, prospect, uh, you know, was to be drilled in the fourth quarter of 2014. Mm-hmm. And um, Ebola uh, got in the way, and um, uh, but at the time, you know, none of us knew, either at our firm or their firm, that you know, that this, you know, there was this potential for this um, uh, pan- epidemic of, yeah. of Ebola. It, pandemic. In fact, yeah. It, yeah. In fact, the world got caught off, you know, including the World, world Health Organization and things. Very and so. so, so we had to, we had to stop. And mm-hmm. and the reason why we had to they had to stop well, it, it was 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 the issue around Medev- Medevac. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as we all like to have you know safe operations, you know, in uh, is whether you're onshore or offshore uh, around uh, uh, drilling, uh, working on a drilling rig is is one of the most dangerous uh, places in the world you can have a work. Yeah. Historically, and like for example. Here in Alberta, at one time, you know, this would be 20 years ago, I read a study where, where they said the only other job that was more dangerous in Alberta working on than working on a drilling rig was working on the on the kill line in a slaughterhouse. Oh. So, so you know, because it's mm-hmm. it's the you know, equipment's big and they're handling heavy heavy pipe and things like that, yeah. and, and things do happen, and you know, and, and it's a very hard thing to say you can't help people save people from themselves. So, yeah. if someone was to be injured on the drill ship. And um, you couldn't fly them to to um, by helicopter to a hospital in Monrovia or Freetown in Sierra Leone because of the Ebola uh, epidemic. And that was as plain as that. That's why mm-hmm. that's why everything stopped. Now, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now today um, we know that now now that you know um, uh, they know and, and we know that that Ebola is a uh, potential uh, issue. Is that you can change your whole logistics around how the well is drilled to 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 account for that. And so, in other words, 
is that there'll be minimal uh, sh uh, shore uh, support from 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 Liberia on this project. All of the the shore-based support will come out of the Ivory Coast, out of Abidjan, and so in that way, the crew changes will happen by boat. There'll be a large vessel, um, you know, like a call it a small cruise ship, you know, that would typical of what goes to the Arctic or the Antarctic in, in their summer times. Yeah. And so at 60 bursts, there will be a, a medical suite and almost, you know, just a, you know, a, not a heavy, but a light surgical suite on board, you know, with paramedics there. So in yeah. case of somebody does get injured on the rig, they can be taken to this vessel and stabilized. Yeah. So, so all of those things have been planned in the well planning process. Um, to 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 make sure that you know that that the that the the well gets actually drilled. Yeah. The set the, the other thing um, that's important to note is that now here we are in in um, a lower priced oil environment versus where we were two years ago. Of course. Is that the costs have come down uh, dramatically, and um, so for example the the drill ship that they've identified to use on this project is one that's currently working for them in West Africa in deep water but it's its contract is, is up for uh, renegotiation and and um, currently you know it's it's working for an excess of six hundred thousand dollars a day and and we would expect that the day rate on the vessel um, the, the new day rate will be less than half of that and much okay. less than half of that so so and again all other costs, you know, globally, whether the service costs have come way down as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so our well carry, you know, originally by agreement, you know, was would would have lasted probably for just a little bit over one well, but today because of the costs have come down, it's likely to last for two wells, and, and maybe two and a half wells, and so so on a, on the basis of a discovery, is that the we we would be also carried likely for the fully carried for the first appraisal well and and that's something from our our uh, uh, from the market perspective that's quite important um, in as much as on a discovery we don't have to go back to market right away looking for a, a large sum of money yeah uh, to, pr to participate in the in the drilling of the well yeah okay yeah, of the second well yeah. yeah yeah so so at the moment um are, we, are you still scheduled for, for Q4 of, of 2016, yeah, or are, yeah, you, are you looking towards so, early 2017? Well, our, our disclosure, you know, has been, um, is is really neither in, in late Q4 or early yeah. Q, Q, Q1 of 2017. And so so right now, um, that, that all holds true. I, what I can't tell you is the exact day or right now the exact week. Yeah. Um, but we're close to being able to do that because... As we go down the road, and, and this is a logistical exercise, of course, yeah, you know, akin almost to moving a navy. Okay, so, so for example, when the, you know, when the, to repel the, Arg the Argentinians from the Falkland Islands, uh, <laughs> Great Britain, you know, mobilized the navy to, yeah. to to send troops and and vessels and aircraft to the Falkland Islands. Yeah, and 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 along with the you know the war fighting uh, vessels, there were also vessels there to support it. Okay, to support to support the convoy for the fleet, if you want to call it that. Yeah, tank, and, fuel and, tankers and, and everything. Yeah. And this is really somewhat similar. So yeah. think of the think of the drill ship as the aircraft carrier, and all of the other vessels. And there's a number of others that have mm -hmm. to be there. Like there's a 
a, um, a standby vessel that's there all the time, just in case there's a fire yeah. or somebody goes overboard to mm-hmm. pick them up. There's supply vessels that shuttle back and forth. There'll be two of those that go back and take, you know, things like drilling mud and tubular pipe back and forth to the shore base. Um, there'll be this vessel, which is like a, you know, think of it as like a hospital ship. You know, in other words, there'll be people brought out to it if you're going to do crew changes that were yeah. done quickly. So, so all of this has to arrive at the same time, all right? Because mm-hmm. if if one part doesn't, then then it's on standby costs, okay? Because you're paying for it once it's there. Once it's there, you're paying every and, day, yeah. Exactly. So the biggest item is is of course the drill ship. So, so what the well planning people in the in the drilling department at, at Exxon are right working on here now is they've got the services contracted, all contracted here, mm-hmm. is is that now they work with the service companies and they say, okay, the drill ship is out drilling right now. It's out on, on other projects. They And and because of the cost, every oper- the, the daily cost of this drill vessel, every operation is planned right down to the minute, okay? Because, because it's, you know, it's $600,000 a day or $630,000 a day is an awful lot of money. And yeah. that's just for the vessel. That doesn't count all the other equipment that you got out there. Yeah, so you've got to maximize so, the usage of so all of them. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so because their well planning process is that they have a pretty good idea between when this drill ship is going to finish its 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 current project. And, and, of course, when you do well planning, you plan for – you know, it's a probabilistic approach. You say, well, here's our, or what we call our 50% chance or case on timing. Yeah. In, other, in other words, the number of days out drilling. You know, silly things happen on drilling rigs. Like, you know, uh, hammers do get dropped down the hole mm. and wrenches do get down to drop down the hole where you got to go pick, fetch them. Okay. You gotta, yeah. Uh, fish them out of the hole. And, <clears> and <throat> so those things you can't, you have to account for as mm. a risk, yeah. but, you know, they tell us they're 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 right on what we call the you know the P10 curve. In other yeah, words, yeah. things are going very quickly mm. uh, on it and very efficiently on the current on the current project it's on. So all of that does is mean that that's that commencement of operations date comes towards us. Okay. Yes. And and by September, uh, we'll have a pretty good idea right down to the week. Okay, of of when of when the vessel will likely become available, assuming that its performance is is typical of what it's doing through here right now. Okay, and and then and then at that time, you know, there'll be no more news flow from us, and of course, then you know, when he isolated to one week plus or minus on each side, yeah, then it, then it becomes one week, and then you say you have a target date, right? Yeah, In other course. words, yeah, when it when it's going to move. So so. As we get closer um, to to where we are, that's that's um, you know that that's that, that you know you'll come back to the market the and tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, exactly. That's cool. Yeah. So, so um, at, at the moment, then, have you, have you guys got an expectation at, at COPL how far you may drill um, that first that first well? Oh yeah, it's already been planned. Yeah, um, the location you know was picked. Yep. Uh, some years ago. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking, more, I'm thinking more more of the actual depth. Oh, the depth. Well, yep. the the well itself is 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 going to be drilled in um, uh, in a, in, a, in approximately eight thousand feet of water, right? Or twenty four hundred meters of water, and uh, the total the total depth of the well um, is 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 going to be in approximately um, 
below sea level. Uh, I believe it's about 5,400 meters. And so if there's 2,400 meters of water, then there'd be 3,000 meters of, of yeah. actually rock to drill through. Right. And, okay. and, or in a soft rock. So the, you know, it, it, and there's, uh, you know, so it, you know, if we call it 5,400 meters, it's, it's a fairly deep well. Deep well, yeah. Um, but, but um, it's, it's, it's not at beyond, you know, what, what, uh, Close to seventeen thousand feet. Yeah. It, it it's not beyond what the technology is. Like for example, that the vessel that we're they're looking to use uh, is designed to work in twelve thousand feet of water, yeah. Yeah. and to drill to a depth of forty thousand feet, um, you know, with four and a half inch yeah. drill pipes. So right, so yeah. it's 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 and and again, thirty years ago, these kind of vessels didn't exist. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, we're we're well within the technical realm. We're not pushing the limits, so yeah. to speak. Well, that's yeah. good, uh, Arthur. Yeah. Let me just ask you: um, with regards to Liberia, yeah, industry-wise, yep. industry there's been a, a a very low number of wells drilled offshore since the turn of the century. Is there any particular reason why? Is it was it because it was just deep yeah. water resources there that people didn't have the technologies to go and get? Well, and that's and that and that's the answer. You know, they they along the continental shelf there were wells that were drilled in shallow water. Yeah, and and they found, you know, oil oil shows, uh, but they what the, the but the reservoirs were lacking. In other words, they weren't high quality reservoirs. Right. And it wasn't until um, first the ability to to acquire the kind of seismic data I was telling you about. Yes. Okay? Yep. And and to be able to identify these deep water sands. On seismic as being perspective, mm-hmm. and the second and the second uh, thing was once that was done, then then the then the industry had to figure out how to drill them. Of course, and yeah. so of course then the design of these um, deep first of you know the these are what we call sixth generation uh, drill ships. Okay, yeah, and um, for example, when the North Sea, uh, you know, started in the 1970s is that the semi-submersibles then were second generation. And then, of course, in the 80s, the third generation, uh, uh, you know, semi-submersibles were made. So we're we're quite a long ways away. And mm-hmm. the big thing, you know, which really the advancements are things like GPS, yeah. is because these ships aren't anchored. They, they're they what they call dynamically positioned. Yeah. So they have thrusters on them. But because, you know, the GPS after the Cold War became available... Mm-hmm. In other words, um, to to where you can find yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, within like a foot, yeah. right, of any place in this planet. Uh, we're back, you know, in the early days of GPS, the codes were were secure, and and you were lucky to get within a thousand feet. Oh dear. Uh, beca- Because that was the idea, you know, yeah. because what the U.S. didn't want the Russians to get all of it. Yeah, of course. To be able to put a, a you know a missile into the White House. Type yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah. So so the so the because you have that ability is you can keep the vessel on station and as well, you know, all of the technology, you know, to once you get down to the seabed. And if you think about it, you know, 8,000 feet of water, uh, and most people, whether you're in thinking the UK and miles, um, so, you know, 5,280 feet is a mile, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so you think you're almost a, a mile and a half down and to the seabed, and then you, then you got to start working below that. And it's cold, you know. You're just above freezing as the water temperature. It's a very hostile environment. Yeah, of course. So, so to get all the technology to work in 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 this, 
is is really something. And it was all developed in the U.S. because the first parts of the world where this deep water exploration and production uh, occurred was in the Gulf of Mexico. And and so it you know because the Gulf of Mexico is is if you want to call it that the U.S. is a very considered politically a low risk environment, and and so an industry you know is still discovering oil in the Gulf of Mexico, but you know it but it's brought those techniques to West Africa, and the first place that they took it was Angola, and they found some you know big deep water resources in, in Angola. Um, as well as in the deep water offshore in Nigeria. And uh, so it's a natural progression to go up the coast in what we call this transform margin, and as well as deep water off Gabon. Um, and these are known, those are known oil provinces. Yeah. What's changed is, is that in area, you know, countries like offshore Liberia, is, is that the deep, they're not known oil provinces, but with these deep water uh, prospects, they can turn into be because they know there's source rocks out there, yeah. and as well and as well as 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 um, uh, high quality sands uh, to make the reservoirs. So all you need is a trap, yeah, right? and, that, yeah. And, and and that's where it is. Okay, yeah. cool. I mean, okay. the, the, there has already been discoveries nearby the Narina discovery, um, and they're how, small. How, yeah, there were small ones, yeah. But how close mm-hmm. was that was that to Block Thirteen? Uh, Narina is about 50, 50 kilometers, 50 kilometers uh, which okay. is thirty miles to the yeah. to the south southeast. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, they're small. small. Uh, there's there's and and there's also three small discoveries in uh, Sierra Leone. But the key thing is to to exploration is is that they would what we would call be the first pass. Yeah. In the basin. Mm-hmm. So in other in other words. Um, is that when you look at them and say, "All right, you know, why, why, what were they targeting?" Mm-hmm. And and I think today, if you did a, a proper postmortem on them, you'd find that from what you know today is that the targets, you know, were 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 pretty small and, specula- and, and speculative as well. And speculative, yeah. that's right. And as well as in in these area in the areas like, for instance, around the Narina Well. Uh, the seismic quality was very poor. Mm-hmm. Okay, and if we compare it to the quality of the data that that, that we have, yeah, and 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 you know the the targets, um, you know, they're what we're what we're doing is different. Yeah, and uh, but at the same time, you know, we can have a look at what what they what they've done, and we've yeah. traded well information. Yeah. You know, with with them. So, so for instance, when we drill our well, they'll get our well information, yeah. and, and and it allows you to go back and look and uh, you know and, and and you know and because you know essentially once you drill a hole in the ground, unless you find something that's a real secret, there's you know you, you can get benefit from somebody else's yeah, to, to look at it, yeah, um, yeah. experience that mm-hmm. you can you can you can build in, in as either caution you or mm-hmm. or it will it will enhance your what you have. So, so we've been able to look at all these things, and I think it's just fair to say that, you know, and it's common in the, in, 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 in the history of the, of the business, is that sometimes the first passes through um, on the exploration program are the ones that, that have either, a, you know, a high, a high failure rate. Yeah. It's, it's usually the second run through is, is where, is where, 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 where the bulk of the, uh, reserves were found yeah and and if you look at for for where 
you know your listeners uh, would be familiar with in the UK North Sea um, is that that's that 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 is really the case. The you know, point to the first big field was 40s. It was found in the 70s. Before that, in the 60s, there were lots of dry holes that were drilled. Yeah. And then, but after 40s, there were still some dry holes that were drilled. Yeah. It wasn't until the 80s that that things really got going, and you had this just uh, it, it, it just wave of, of of discoveries. Yeah. Yeah. Which 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 found a um, you know a, an awful lot of oil in the UK, which which the Ganesians benefited from. Of course, yeah. Since that period of time. Yeah, yeah. and very similar, similar, similar with regards to Canada as well, with, with shale yeah, as well. exactly. So, so, so Arthur, I wanted to ask you, um, with regards to the, the net P50 millions per barrel for, for um, CPL from um, yep. LB13, what's the expectations there? Yeah, we've, we, um, um, under, under, under our securities regulations here in Canada, yep. I, I can't tell you what we think about it, but I can certainly tell you what somebody else thinks. Okay, that's fine. And and so um, and so we hired um, a firm called DeGrolly McNaughton, who's um, one of the oldest um, uh, evaluations firms in, in 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 the oil and gas business. They go back to the 1930s. Okay. And their office in Dallas, Texas, and they've got lots of experience in Africa. Um, anyways, we gave them the seismic data set. Um, in 2011, and and let them work it up, and we you know gave them basically some other historical things, and they came up with a set of numbers, and and said that uh, the P50 case on this block was a gross of 2.6 um, billion uh, barrels recoverable, um, and our net share would be 450 million, and you know. It's pretty staggering. That's a, that's a, it's a pretty big number. <laughs> big number. Uh, Hence but, the but reason why you've got ExxonMobil wanting to have a piece of that. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And since then, you know, we've done an awful lot. We've done much more sophisticated processing on the data set, which, which I put as akin to, um, you know, back when I was young. Uh, you know, we had tele- televisions with aerials on them, you know, so depending <laughs> on, you know, the time of the year, magnetic storms, the sun, yeah, and thing, yeah. you'd, you'd have fuzzy pictures. Yeah. And and now if you take today to, a, you know, a 4K or super high definition yeah. television picture, you know, it's 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 really, a, that's the difference, okay, mm. in, in seismic data yeah. I was talking about earlier. And and so the sophisticated processing that we do will we'll do one of two things. Either it will remove the attributes that hydrocarbons have. In other words, that we believe the attributes that we see on seismic are attributable to hydrocarbon. Or it will enhance them, right? And, and, yeah. and will bright them up and make them focus. Yeah. And, and what it's done on this project is that. It's brightened them up and made them in focus. So we have a, we have a pretty good idea, okay, of what the size of the prize is here and internally and these numbers aren't out of line, okay? And um, um, we, 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 you know, we can fine-tune them. We've been able to do that, and so yeah. is our partner. But I, but I, but I, but overall, uh, I think it's a very, it's a fair assessment from an independent third party. Yeah, okay? that's that's a good size to be got to be to be yeah. going for most definitely. Okay. Um, you've already mentioned the fact that ExxonMobil could be drilling maybe one to two wells. Yeah. Um, if, 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 for instance, or written would be carried on one. Sorry, two, carried or, two, yeah, yeah. or carried for two. Yeah, carried for two, yeah. uh, most yeah. definitely. So, um, if if we project forward, 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we say, right, you know, come September, October, we've got a date and yeah. and the time frame then for the drill uh, yeah. from October. How are we looking at um, three months, two months before you'd have some data potentially? Um, the the once once the drill the drill ship gets on location, yeah, it's it's a very quick operation. Okay, so so we would be looking again in. If you looked at the statistical, um, you know, from a probabilistic yep. uh, range of time, the best case, you know, would be 30 days, okay, right, okay. To, to, from, from drill, from start, start to finish. To finish yeah. The worst case would be 60, and sort of your mid-case would be like 45. It's yep, that simple. Yeah, yep, yep. okay, and, that's brilliant. And, and, and because we, we've, we, you know, they can and we can, you know, just by looking at the, the shallow section, yep. the seismic data, and and just from other operators, you know, other wells that have been drilled, you can you, you can identify where the hazards are. Yeah. Okay. And and even though you never say never, you always have to plan for the worst. And and all it means is that it's usually due to hole conditions. So yeah. in other words, if you get unlucky and you've got some uh, slumping hole conditions, it just means that you have to stop and put a steel casing in the hole. Yeah. In other words, to keep the hole intact. So you you have to then you have to go down to a smaller size drill bit and keep on on drilling. You know you like to be able to drill the you know, most of the way without having to, you know, to do that too often. But that's why they'll start drilling a big hole, okay, yeah, just yeah. in case, so you don't run out of hole down below. So so I would expect that we would be from 30 to 45 days from mm-hmm. from commencement of, of spudding the hole uh, from to, to um, you know, to having to know whether they're, you know, we're, we're successful or not. Yeah. The other, the other thing is, is that once the vessel leaves where it is uh currently it, you know it's gonna it's gonna have a sailing time and it's gonna take it probably about a week okay to get out on location yeah just because it's gonna stop along the way you know pick up people pick up equipment yeah you know and and, and change things out so so i i'd suspect let's just say if we started off at the beginning of december december yeah early december is that at the earliest let that you know that on a bent case situation, you know we would the operations would be finished would be about the end of January. Okie dokie, okie dokie. I mean, okay. hence hence the reason why Shore, Shore Capital have put you uh, your price on a risk basis regarding your assets at, at sixteen pence, and mm-hmm. that, even there, I think it would underestimate it if if that came in in January. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 that so that so that's where we are now mm. as well. I should I should you know is that. You know, our partners are, are aware that you know what's material to us may not necessarily be material to them, <laughs> okay. but 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 they're also aware that you know that, that we have to be able to, to to tell to tell our disclose you know on on success or failure. Yeah, of course. Um, you know where where we are, and 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 that's and that you know and that's important to us, and and they don't have a problem with that. That's so awesome. you know it's it's and again is. Um, because I, you know, there's just the rules, okay? Yeah, that we, yeah, have, of course, we yeah. have, we rules have of engagement, of course, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. okay, then. Um, you've got. Um, I've got to ask you, really, regarding um, Exxon's Guyana discovery. Yeah. How similar is the geology to LB13? Well, yeah. Well, from what, yeah, from what we understand, and and you know, and we hear things, you know, outside of our outside of you know 
uh, our partners. Of course. Um, and, and and we also, you know, can also um, they you know tell us how, how bullish they are mm-hmm. on, on the project. Is is that is that um, it, it, it's almost like a mirror image if you want to talk about okay. that. So if you if you put the um, South Atlantic back together again. And, you know, you've got anybody who listens to this, if they, if they were to look at our presentation that we have on our website on page nine, you know, there's a, there's an image of the, of the, of the mid, mid Atlantic rift and the, and the South Atlantic. And, and it, you know, you can, you can see things have been offset, but the fractures that are going across and then where, where actually, uh, that this, 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 this well or approximately where it is. And, and from that, you can see that, that it, it actually, you know, regionally fits into this part of West Africa. And uh, so the sands that when these rocks were deposited in the, in the late Cretaceous is the South Atlantic was, let's put it this way, the distance between South America and, and, um, and Africa wasn't very far apart, okay? Mm-hmm. So, so that, that effectively the source of the sands you know, that, that were deposited to make the reservoir on the, uh, in, in Guyana were sourced in South American continent in Africa. It would have been the African continent, yeah. but, but the, but the, the essentially the depositional model, if you want to call it that for these deep water turbidite sands is the same. Right. And, okay. and, and they're all based on sea level moving up and down. And so for what we understand, they're the same age of yeah. sand. Yeah. The same, you know, the same. We're looking for similar high-quality reservoir quality. The source rocks would have been the same age because yeah. it's on. It's the mirror image on the other side. So, so from all those standpoints, you know, there's, um, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it, from a geology geological standpoint, you can say they're very, very similar. So, lo- okay. very, lots of lots of positives there for you, Arthur, exactly, and the company. Exactly. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Um, we- <laughs> You've you've all, you've also got other interests. Your, your teams um, continue to to evaluate other projects in yep. West Africa, and you've got this um, this joint venture with um, Shoreline Group of of Nigeria and um, the conglomerate yep. there. Um, could you talk to me a bit more about that? Your other assets, please. Well, you know we 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 you know we have a as I as I said earlier mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a certain um, ability to to. Uh, uh, you know, find, 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 find opportunities. And mm-hmm. one of the first lessons in life, you know, in the, in the oil and gas business is that, you know, you never have, never, never rely on any one sort of a single asset or a single roll of the dice, if you want to call it of that. Course, yeah. you, you like to, you like to have more than one, one opportunity. Yeah. And, um, uh, so, you know, we, we have been looking for, for, um, a number of years for other opportunities in Africa and you know africa things things take time okay like there it's not a how would you say it it's not as a uh, fast uh, to get things done as if you were working in say canada the united states or the united kingdom yeah uh but that being said is there are very good opportunities there the second issue that became apparent to me is that is that you know i tended to 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 look like why why do people succeed and why do people fail yeah, and and especially if you're an outsider, you know, such as we are, um, and I would that would be true of any company based in the U.S., Canada, or Great Britain, and and especially you know Africa is is 
you know, has, has moved out of the, we'll call the post-colonial period yeah. and has become very nationalistic. And, and, um, you know, given that I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm from Canada, which we had our post-colonial issues here in Canada as well. Yeah. But the oil and gas industry, when I started here in Canada in the early 80s, then it was it was primarily run out of the U.S. And, and there was an, an awful lot of animosity here in Calgary because of that to the U.S. Mm-hmm. way of doing things. And what's happened in Canada is is that the industry here has become what we'll call Canadianized. Okay, We yeah. have a very vibrant... Uh, industry here and it's and it's um you know the the power changed okay yeah, well, if you well, want to call it that yeah because in the 80s all... yeah because in the 80s we're seeing as the, the the americans coming across and asset stripping and going away with the, the oil and the money wasn't it exactly <laughs> and you went through the same thing in the uk yeah so so and and really what's going on in africa today is that yeah so 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 my having seen it i thought you know if if we're really there's no better place to go look for oil, you know. You know, if if you want to get the things, it's easy. Yeah. Then we're then we're, there's already a lot of it been found. Yeah, of course. And and in Nigeria, for example, has all kinds of opportunities there, and things that big oil is overlooked, and or knew that was there, and they just you know for whatever reason, whether it was political, or just in their view of size, that uh, they just ignored it. Yeah. And now, at the same time, is that there's a desire, and we'll and we'll use Nigeria as an example, mm-hmm. of of the of the of the government, um, and it is a democracy, to encourage uh, you know the, uh, the creation of a Nigerian industry, and just as we went through here in Canada, and and so there are people, for example, this Shoreline Group, uh, who are. A conglomerate involved in everything from heavy civil construction business to uh, power generation to food processing is is to, is to be part of that. Yeah. And and so what we have and where how we married ourselves, if you want to call it that, yeah. is that what we have is that we have the technical team and quite a good technical team and and the experience, okay, of to be able to say what works. And and what and what doesn't work, if 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 you if you understand what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, and the ability to turn around, and you know, and and but what we don't have is what we call what I call the local, um, in, you know, the, in, the, the indigenous the indigenous part. side, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So 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 if we marry ourselves to to an African group. And we're 50-50. Yep. You know, like there's no golden share or anything else like mm-hmm. that. It's an equal relationship. And and what it allows us to do is 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 that we can go and and be on the same footing and 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 say to our say, this is our technical, we're our capacity, we have it. And of course, with our African partner, we can say, yes, we do recognize that there is a history here. And the his, history, you know, some of it's not pretty, but mm-hmm. at the same at the same time is is to be able to say we're here to be good corporate citizens. Yeah, we're here we're here to help you get where you know the politically where where your policy is. Yeah. because we have this relationship, and and believe me, it makes your life an awful lot easier. Of course okay? it does. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're yeah. also obviously going to employ some of their geologists and, and some exactly. of the workers yeah. and riggers and, and, me, and so on. And I and I think that that's great. If we can pass along, 
you know, if I can pass my my life's experience and my people's experience to other people, yeah. to me that's a good thing. That's yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah, right? that's good. Because yeah. they they won't end up be they won't turn into your competitors. They'll turn into your allies and your and, and also saying? your champions because as exactly. as more opportunities come and you've proven yourself as as as, as mm. um, ethical and working with with with, with them, they're more yeah. likely to say, "Oh, there's another opportunity here. Or there's another opportunity there." You know, yeah. that's fantastic way of going about business. I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, now you've you've had a um, quite a good run regarding the share price thus far, Arthur. Uh, ticker symbol COPL on AIM. You've gone from 1.875 at the start of the year, and you're currently sitting at 4.75. But your market cap is still only um, sub 23 million pounds. Yep. So, um, <laughs> given what Shoreline has said, we're going to 16 pence. If if you know if when this um, discovery um, um, happens in in 2017, it, you've got, the investors seem to have an opportunity sitting in front of them here. Well, I think you know what way I read their report at 16 pence today. Yeah. If the discovery's made, then so the number's a lot bigger. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Okay. So, um, given what you what you've said about the the the, the future of of COPL, could you expand on that um, regarding um, listeners for us? You've got this going on in um, Equatorial New, New Guinea, N Namibia, Nigeria. What does the future hold for COPL in your eyes? Uh, you know, my, my, my view is, is is this is rather than indifference to what we did at at uh, at, at Oilexco, is that um, you know we were we were focusing on on um, singularly just in the UK. Yeah. Is that what our what our objective is 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 to either whether it's in Liberia, we're working on a project with Shoreline together offshore in Nigeria, yeah. which is very attractive. And and at the end of the day, um, we all have to you know look at where my job is, yeah. is to look at, and I'm a shareholder as well. Of course, is yeah. How, how, how do we exit this and, and to get the best returns for, for our shareholders and, and over time? And so we're, the objective here may not necessarily be you know, is, well, the objective here eventually is is is, is to sell it. Of course, okay? yeah. And 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 when that time is, and how and how basically how you how how you, how you get liquidity. So so you know, given given what we've put together, you know, I think that you know on success on a on a exploration success in Li in Liberia, um, with the um, project in Nigeria, which was coming which is coming together, and some of the other things we're working on. That yep. we'll have we'll have something, you know, in in uh, uh, three or four years time, that we'll have a nice put a nice bow on, and um, and, and can go out and, and sell and and uh, to take allow people other people to take it the next step that we can the capture level, the value yeah. from from where we are from now to then. Yeah. Okay, so so obviously the the the, the question on lots of. Um, listeners lips and investors that are already invested lips yeah. are is what's stopping um exxon mobile to go okay we'll, we'll we'll not only just take our share of this this well <laughs> and that well we'll just consume um yeah, copl yeah well you know and, and the thing is since i've been in this business that that question has has been around in, in different cases at times and, <laughs> and generally the oil and gas industry doesn't work that way okay um okay. and and it just is is that now on a successful case, if we were to make a success in Liberia, yeah. uh, we each other we each have the first right of negotiation on each other's interests. 
So there's nothing stopping them from ringing me up one day and saying, you know, hey, you know, can we sit down and make a deal? Yeah, of course. Um, and and the, but the same is true if somebody were to else were to approach us. Yes, of course. I have to I have to go to them and say, you know, look at I've I've had this offer. It's mm-hmm. unsolicited. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got 30 days to you know. Here it is. I don't have to tell you what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the right, the first right to negotiate. Yeah, with. yeah. So, so you know, but right now, I think you know, from our standpoint, is that is that if this is successful, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and to and to get it through the appraisal phase and in the development phase, um, you know, to develop a pro- if we think the numbers are what they are. It's it's a big check to write it's to develop b- it. Very big check. And yeah. and and I think you'd find that even from our uh, partner standpoint, mm-hmm. that that it for them to bear a hundred percent of those costs, it w- would be difficult. Yeah, yeah. And so, but but there are other people in the world that that don't like the exploration risks that are willing to buy an asset on the development take, side. Yeah. On the development mm-hmm. side, and they take a much lower return. Yeah. Because in that, and so the you know the people that take the risk on the front end get the higher return. Of right? course, you know? of course, yeah. 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 Okay. okay, so at, at this juncture, then you, you um, COPL um, are financially sound yeah. throughout 2017 on free yeah. carry. That, just yeah. wanted to reiterate that for the listeners that have, that have missed that. Yeah. yeah. So so you so you can actually be spending money on other projects whilst this is being pushed through um, come next year as well. So you, you're actually going to be potentially could be working on two projects at the same time. Yep, exactly. Excellent, excellent. Um, Arthur, I've covered all the questions I wanted to ask you. I'm not sure if there's anything I've missed or that you would love to share with the listeners just to to reiterate no. the, the, the deep um, potential value that's available to Well, you know, all I can say is, is that, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got a, a pres- good presentation up on our website. Um, give it, give it a look. Uh, we've also, you know, have, um, there's, People have written research about us, and yep. uh, get your hands on it and, and, and read it. And um, uh, you know, and I think you can become more informed that way. We're certainly, uh, you know, out telling the story. You yep. know, as there's a thousand stories in this world, <laughs> you know, and some people can generally only remember about ten. Yeah. So, yeah. so we'd like to be that one of those ten. Okay, so, no, so that's that's brilliant, yeah. Arthur. What I, what I would ask you to do is nearer um, September time when you're getting nearer and nearer to the dates and the specifics of the app, you know, LSE Share Talk. We're going to be doing this on the, you know, the fifth of September or the tenth of December or whatever yeah. it is. I'd love to have you back uh, and speak to you again so we can give our audience, our global sure. audience, an update yeah. as to where you are, if that's possible. Certainly can. All right. Okay. Um, that was Arthur Mulholland, the CEO of Canadian. Overseas Petroleum, Petroleum. Um, ticker symbol um, XOP on TSX, and um, COPL on AIM. Thank you very much, Arthur. Speak to you again soon. Take care. Yep. All right. Thank you very care. much for having me. You're welcome. Bye, Bye for now. Bye-bye.